like just I just heard in my my headphones your lips parting and it was like hi <laughs> it's so gross ASMR t- baby I took a quiz on BuzzFeed and it said <laughs> gross. which is all I'm doing in quarantine yeah I took a, a BuzzFeed quiz and it said like name your pet peeves and we'll tell you like what Disney prince you're meant to be with or something <laughs> so stupid and mine was hearing people chew food and so that just oh, is what it reminds you of that's fantastic I have taken so many BuzzFeed quizzes <laughs> I know so much about myself that I never needed to know who but needs a therapist when you have BuzzFeed honestly it'll tell though, you everything you need to know do you have daddy issues I need to buy <laughs> you know how many yeah. of those I've gone on oh anyway oh, hi yeah. Hello, welcome to Dear Me, Love Me podcast. Woo, it's a podcast where we write letters to our past selves with pieces of advice we'd wish we'd known. I'm Brooke Upholzer, and T is drinking her coffee. Or tea, are you drinking coffee or tea? It's a decaf coffee, which we're going to talk about in this episode. Oh, really? Oh, cool. That's exciting. This week, we are doing handling stress. Handling stressful situations, which... Right now we're in one. I don't know if and you guys know this, but it's a stressful situation for a lot of people right now. I don't. I don't think anybody knows this. I don't think anybody's going I through what we're going through. T. I don't think. No. Um, you know. No one knows. understands. No one nobody understands, understands me, me. Brooke. <laughs> nobody understands God. the situation right now. <laughs> but yes, this is a stressful time for many people. So we thought we would do an episode on handling stress. Now and we are not experts. Know. No, I was going to say, I don't know how your letter is, but my letter is very much, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, so this is yeah. kind of what I wish I knew now. Yes, that's I. Or, that's how I start my letter. Okay, great. So <laughs> I'm like, this is what I should be doing, right. but I'm not because reasons. Because there's no rules anymore. Quarantine, baby. <laughs> that, oh, wait, have you seen the post? <laughs> that's quarantine, baby. As I posted it. Like, she's like, where are your pants? That's quarantine, quarantine baby. Quarantine, baby. Why you date? It's 11 a.m. Why are you drinking yeah. wine? Quarantine, that's baby. quarantine, baby. This is your second panic attack in, in the last three days. That's quarantine, that's quarantine baby. baby. Oh, yep, my gosh. That's me. That made me Dave laugh so hard. Wow. I, I showed that to Dave, and he's like, that's you. That's, that's quarantine, you like baby. like a 12-hour period. That's quarantine, <laughs> baby. Reminds that. me of that CNN, baby. <laughs> CNN? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I need to listen to their podcast, by the way. I listened to the, the first episode, podcast, and if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Oh Hello podcast with um, Gil Faison and George St. Giglin, or so good. John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. And if you haven't watched their Netflix special of their Broadway show, Oh Hello, I 100% recommend it. Highly. It is. Highly it's probably, it's one of the funniest shows. I think I just stand alone, because like, it clearly was a Broadway show. But right. and I'm so sad that I never saw it live. And oh, honestly, I think it's hilarious. one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my whole life. Did you see it live? I did. And I <sighs> took Dave and we really didn't know anything about it. And at intermission, I turned to him and I go, oh, so this is just two best friends fucking around doing whatever they want on stage. He's exactly. Like, yeah. And I go, how do uh, I get to that level in my life? How do, how do I do that? Who was your too much tuna? Uh, it was person. just an audience member. We didn't oh. have a celebrity. That's really cute, though. I know uh, it was fun. Have you seen on YouTube that they have a big chunk of their too much tunas that they uh, really? 
and there's a there's a too much tuna where they had a little kid they had like they're like what are you doing here (laughs) it's 10 p.m why are you here why are you here at a show where we swear and we say gross things i miss shows (laughs) ever since you uh, mentioned to me that you'll be mad if the last show we saw in broadway is the one we saw together i'm with you gonna say it out loud we're not gonna say it out loud it wasn't very good we didn't enjoy it and if that's the last one I see for the foreseeable future I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be so mad I'm gonna be so so mad mad. the one show I've ever walked the one show I've ever walked out of before the finale same and I am like that's my job I am staunch stick it out and I couldn't do it couldn't do it so that Broadway needs to open. We need to go back to our lives. But needs to open so I can safe. see Mrs. Doubtfire, please. The yeah. cutest. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. All right. Are we ready to do stress? You know are we ready to Let's... talk? Are we ready to talk about stress? Are you ready to talk about stress? Are we? Are we ready? I'm ready. Okay. So I'm gonna read your letter first. All right. Sounds good. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Dear me. What in the world can I tell you about handling stress when 27-year-old me is still pretty shitty at it? (laughs) Yeah. I never said I had all the answers at this stage, but I have some ideas to make your life a little bit easier. Some I practice, others I should probably adopt a little more in my life now. Number one. (laughs) Clean your house, you pack rat. Putting it a... Putting it off daily will only collect more and more stuff for you to put away. When your mind is cluttered, your space around you follows suit. Decluttering your space is a great start to decluttering your being. Yeah. I always say that my, if you want to know what my mental state is, just look at my house. And it's usually just, it's either an organized mess or it's Mm -hmm. just a mess. So... (laughs) And like we've talked about this in earlier episodes that you're naturally the messier one, Michael's the cleaner one. Mm-hmm. But in, he has, in, I have full blown like Evil Dead popped out of the cellar and dragged him with me to my pack rat ways. Oh and we no. have, <laughs> we, we, we have foregone laundry. <laughs> I was like, and your apartment has so many closets so you could just hide shit. See, I have one Shut closet, up. one in my entire apartment and I don't even use it for clothes. So, so I don't have places to keep things. Nothing isn't shoved in closets. We just have it all laid out for out because we're because nobody's coming over and yeah so we're just kind of living in our own mess right now I don't know what Nessie's barking at but we'll let her we'll let her continue to bark um but she's she's a part of this podcast she can speak up she's people love part her of this podcast uh so no but you're right like keeping a space clean and I'm on such the opposite spectrum of that like I make my bed every morning um, I take 10 minutes before bed to make sure dishes are clean and put away and everything's running and we've vacuumed and I have a schedule every week where it's like Monday I deep clean the bathroom, Tuesday I deep clean the kitchen and it takes like 20 minutes. But um, the, I started doing it in college to deal with stress and it has changed my life. If my house yeah. is a mess, I'm like, I'm in a downward spiral shitstorm. Well, that's probably half the battle of my life right mm-hmm. now is that like I feel so anxiety filled and and stress riddled that I just and it's because of this absolute garbage fire of an apartment that we live in right now (laughs) and you can't escape anything either though like it's and the thing is is I was going to take this time to kind of go through all my stuff and and Mm -hmm. get rid of things but there's no way to donate it right now 
uh, yeah. safely and yep. I don't want to throw things away because I'm so not a fast fashion person especially clothes because yeah. I'm a pack rat when it comes to clothes but so there's no way for me to safely give away my belongings and so it's just accumulating and it's yeah pissing me off so once quarantine's I over that. I can do that I had that realization because I went through all my clothes and switched over to like my spring wardrobe and got rid of a lot of winter clothes because I lost a lot of weight and uh, nothing really fits anymore. Mm -hmm. But I realized I'm like, oh shit, there's nowhere to donate it. So I put it all in vacuum bags and vacuum sealed it and put it under my bed and was like, well, I guess I'll either wear that when I gain weight or donate. (laughs) I guess that's where it's going to live. Great. Yeah, there you go. All right. Here we go. Number two. Mm. There is no shame in spending your time reading a book. Getting outside of yourself for a little while and living through a character is a great way to put your own life in perspective. Even if there is no aha moment in the book, it is still nice to get away for a little while. I talk about reading constantly. And as a kid and in high school, and I know we have quite a few amount of high schoolers that actually listen to this, Mm -hmm. which I think is such a great demographic for us to have. uh, I hated reading. I Mm. hated it because I had to do it a lot of the time. So I didn't. I couldn't read for pleasure a lot of it, but I think I would have done so much better in my life in all of aspects from the time I was, from the time I could start reading to now, if I mm-hmm. just took time to myself and let, let myself wonder and have that whimsy and imagination, I think my life would be a little more, less stressful if I would I think- have allowed myself or learned, or learned to love it earlier. Yeah, I think you're right. I think reading, I've always loved reading since I was a baby. Uh, But you're right, especially in high school and college, because you feel forced to do it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like a chore. It takes some of the fun out. And I didn't really discover how much I loved reading again until I got like in my mid-20s. Yeah. But you're right. The ability to completely go into a separate world, because even TV and movies aren't the same. They're fun to watch, but they, you don't have to create a world in which you can escape to exactly yes if you want some good books I've read some clutch ones this quarantine I'm reading the nightingale right now which is very Uh, good put it in a in a shared notes for me so I can done (laughs) so that you can continue to add them um and you're more than welcome to sign into my kindle account if you want to read all the shitty smutty books that I've read (laughs) same (laughs) all the sex books oh my god I can't wait we could share sorry Amazon but you make too much money, so we're, we're going to share You make too books. much money and you don't pay your workers enough, so we're sharing our books. That's yeah, what you if get. I'm going to continue pa- patronizing your uh, your establishment, I'm going to share my fucking books with my friends. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three. Your stress causes you to have a short fuse. It's something you've tried to work on, and it may be something that is a character flaw for you. Apologize in advance, apologize after, and breathe. It has, you have a short fuse? <sighs> oh, Yeah. I have a very, very short fuse, and I I do a really good job of hiding it in professional Mm. situations, but when I am just, especially with poor sweet Michael and my family as well, if Mm. they do one thing to set me off, I snap, and I know Mm. I get that from my dad, because, and I have an instance where I remember I was having a really hard time figuring out how to do long division, and it was just like, wasn't clicking, and my dad's like, why don't you understand this? Oh my gosh, it's so easy. <laughs> and he was just so frustrated. And I don't yeah. fault him at all for being frustrated with me because it is really easy. And once I got it, I got it. But he just... But it's kept, hard. He kept talking in circles and then finally he snapped. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I got 
I got Jeff's short fuse. And <laughs> so thanks, Dad. Um, it's good that you know it, though, and are oh, aware I'm of it. highly aware of it. And Michael, <laughs> okay, do you know the gif? We'll have to post this, like, or find it and make a video of it. You know the gif of the girl, and she has a cup, and she's trying to put the straw in the cup, and it doesn't work, and she, like... It's, it's like a little sippy cup or something. And so she's trying to put the straw in the hole and it's not going to fit. And so she's probably like two putting, uh-huh. putting, putting. And then she goes <laughs> and just like throws it. <laughs> Michael turned his monitor and he goes, I've never seen something so you in my whole life. Like and this doing is you. fine, doing fine. And then like, Mother! she's like, <laughs> like, she's like, that is you. Like, Sorry. It's short fuse. It's a character flaw. Oh, God. At least you know it, because at least you can acknowledge it and take steps to apologize about it. Oh, yeah. See, my family calls me Reagan from The Exorcist, because maybe four times a year, maybe, maybe once a year, twice a year, my head will spin, and I'll spit pea soup and, like, fucking lose my mind on everybody. And it can be in a store. It could be on Dave. It could be, like, it happened on Lake Michigan, like, um shopping with my older sister I wanted to go to another store and she didn't and I had been really patient all day and finally I just went goodbye and I stormed out of the store and she so now my family just makes fun of me all the time but I I don't necessarily have a short fuse I can take a lot of shit until I can't and then I'm gonna murder everybody (laughs) see we're very similar but then we're also very opposite we're like a good yin and yang that's that's true Mm-hmm. Except for like a yin and yang that has like some some bleed into it, like with yes. a gray area. It's like a yin and yang that are both shades of blue. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've been alone for 50 days. I've been alone for 50 days. Yin and yang that are both shades of blue. Oh, my God. <gasps> okay. All right. <laughs> Number four, take small steps. Is something you need to do stressing you out? Do it a little bit at a time if the time allows you. A step is a step no matter how small. We talked about this in our body image one, too. It's Mm -hmm. no matter what you're working towards, whether that's decluttering your life or something to do with work, as long as you are granted the time to take your time, then take it. Yeah. You don't have, I don't. There's no rush. I have such a complex of if I'm going to do something, I have to do it right now. Like, Mm -hmm. it has to be done right now. So, and that's part of the, the stress of me not, especially cleaning my house is I feel like I have to do, if I'm doing one thing, I have to do everything. So mm-hmm. that's, now that's dedicating like four hours of my life. Right. And that, that just like makes me want to like hold my head and rock back and <laughs> forth. So. In like the corner of your room. I don't want to yeah. clean. I no, that's clean. right. But it's any amount of movement forward in a situation that stresses you out is still movement. Like if I go hang up that towel that's hanging on the rod right there where it shouldn't, then that's one less, that's one step, but then that's a big chunk of the door that's now clean. Right. So all of this is about cleaning. My my stress in my life is just clean. (laughs) Which I love because I'm like, I'm just the opposite of that. I was like, I, I just follow that rule where it's like, I have the 10 minute rule where if anybody ever texted me, I'm in the neighborhood. I'll be over in 10 minutes. If I rapid fire lose my mind, my house will be sparkling clean in 10 minutes. Like, so I'm not saying it's always clean. Right. Like I'm sitting but with like clean. laundry next to me. I have to fold and a couple of dishes in the sink, but okay. Plus you have always been like this though. I remember your, I remember your room in college. <laughs> Everybody remembers my room in college. <laughs> Okay, number five, talk it out. 
Sometimes it seems like getting into a conversation will add more stress to your life, but when you get it all out, you can feel the weight of the world slowly falling off your shoulders. Like this podcast. You can push and push your recordings, but you know that after you talk it out with tea, you feel like you can take on the world. Thanks, friend. <laughs> You're welcome. T and I have a have a bad habit, or I have a bad habit of pushing and pushing recording. I do too. But like, but it's just it's so fun to do it when it we do it. But it's the the art of of writing the letter, of getting everything Mm -hmm. set up, and then doing it is is such a a, in my brain is like it's like cleaning. It's it's yeah. I just I have to do this. I have to get it done in a certain amount of time. So I just feel like. I, again, in the corner, rocking back and forth. But then once I'm sitting here with you, I'm like, oh, now now I remember why so this is fun. so fun. And everything, whenever I get off the call with you, I'm just like, oh, I feel so good. I can dig on the world. But you're right. It's the it's the work before that feels like homework and the work yep. that people don't necessarily see. Like before we start recording, we we're talking about websites and domains yep. and blah, blah, blah. And what, what the subject is this week and then writing yep. the letter and sitting down and being in his face this is the fun part if yeah we, like when we get to here it's all downhill from it's here but great. you're right I I get why there are times in our life when we're both like no no, man, no. that's a no for I, me dog I when I first started getting into podcasts especially when you introduced me to my favorite murder and I was listening to them and they kept saying oh I just like looked this up this is all very last minute like oh I just saw I just did my research this morning and I was just like this is their job and they mm-hmm. they love this. Why did they wait to the last possible fucking second? And now I'm <laughs> doing now we podcast get with you. And now I understand. We wait. We wait. I wait. I just wait. finished the so, so T and I are recording a, a huge batch of episodes today. So we're recording two fulls and like two minis. So that way we can then push off more recordings till later yep. and so writing that second one I was just like oh my god I have to get this done okay, I gotta do it now I gotta do it now oh well I love you friend I love you too number six the power of music is infinite I recommended these albums for supreme I recommended these albums for supreme relaxation and concentration finding Nemo movie score the music of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child any instrumental album by Stephen Guth, I think it's Guthines. Guthines. Is that the one you sent me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so he good. writes scores for movies, and they're not popular movies; they're pretty low key. But his just regular albums that he's put out of himself are very much like I want this to be the soundtrack to my life type mm-hmm. music, and that's the kind of music that makes me motivated, and it kind of puts things in perspective into perspective. So anything without words essentially like this whole thing the you know finding nemo we've we've talked about the finding nemo soundtrack you got me hooked on finding nemo in college that was you who was like this is a good idea to study too and you were so right and then harry potter and the cursed child i don't know if you've ever like just Mm -hmm. sat and listened to um uh imogen heaps so good sweet or whatever (sighs) it's all so good and it makes you feel like you are in the world of harry potter but also mm. in this like really cool modernistic way of it. She did such a good job with that. And then all of Steven's stuff is really good too. So I recommend that to anybody. And I'll put the album covers for people in a picture mm. on our Instagram. That way it's easier to find rather than trying to guess how Individual. to spell Steven's name. <laughs> Very so. smart. You yeah. do have good taste in music. Thanks. I appreciate it. Number seven, get out into the fresh air. Right now in the world, the outside is scary but you're so lucky that you have a roof. Utilize it. Get a big puffy blanket and enjoy the fresh air. You do have the best rooftop. 
I love my roof and that's the reason we got this apartment was because of the roof and I I will tell you the story of like I would what I told T yesterday and today I have I got a keyboard a music there a piano keyboard to play while we're in quarantine and to learn and to re-up my skills and so I have been printing out sheet music at Staples or I did once and I did like a big batch of it so I only had to do it once and went in you know full mask on got the sheet music was super excited got home and realized that half of it was missing and the one song that I had been working on on my iPad and I didn't want the screen anymore I wanted the sheet was not there and I just I dropped to the ground and I started just like like (laughs) like heaving sobbing like I don't want to go back outside the outside's scary everybody's screaming at each other I'm constantly Mm -hmm. getting citizen notifications of you know gunshots heard person stabbed somebody stealing a purse like fire like all this stuff and so I'm just like I don't want to go outside but then the second I can get outside into a safe space which is my rooftop I'm like oh, the outside is so great and it's not so scary but mm-hmm. I know people don't have that luxury of of going onto a rooftop or going into a backyard so yeah. Yeah, sorry, you are just, lucky. Oh, stick your head out a window, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have a fire escape, be safe if it's big enough. Oh but gosh. that's where I've been be chilling. Safe. I mean, I have my rooftop too, but right, it's not finished. Yours is gorgeous. Thanks. Michael did such a great job with it. When we first moved into the apartment, he's like, okay, we're going to spend – it's going to seem like a lot of money we're going to spend mm-hmm. on this roof. But realize that if we live here for the next five years, that's not mm-hmm. – all of this stays here. There's no upkeep yeah. of it. We don't have to do anything. And it'll just enhance our lives so much. And so he and if immediately and when you guys going to a house, that will all just go in your backyard. Or like if we want to sell it to the person who comes in, because mm-hmm. nobody's going to want just a blank space. They're going to see our space yeah. and they're going to go, oh gosh, I need all this of this. This is beautiful. Right. And, and you can sell make it up, to them. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Number eight. This too shall pass. I have this too. Nothing lasts forever. So whatever you are stressed about will happen or not happen eventually there's no use carrying on there's no use carrying around an umbrella just in case it rains sometimes what you need is a downpour with nothing to cover go for it yeah yeah it's I remember somebody telling me that when I was so stressed about something stupid and they were like why are you worrying about that now like there's nothing you can do about it now so why are you Mm -hmm. worrying about it I'm like well because it could happen or it won't happen and they said you're like you're carrying around an umbrella when it's fucking beautiful outside yeah if it rains it's gonna rain and if you don't have an umbrella it's fine just like dance in the rain a little bit i'm like oh. yeah okay you're like i guess that's true i guess water I'll won't do kill that. me <laughs> i'm sadness i'm sadness <laughs> stress is not something you deal with properly it's not something you would ever give advice about to someone else but this is for you This is what you need to hear. And you need to start doing these or the stress will consume you. You're never in too deep to start digging your way out. Love me. I love that last sentence. Thank you. Like you're never in too deep. When people get stressed about financials or about um, something as simple as cleaning your house, it's you're you're never in too deep to just give up. Mm -hmm. Because if you just give up, then there's your fucking life. Then you're just going to deal with it. But, or even just like getting help with stress and anxiety through getting help from a doctor or a therapist. You're never mm-hmm. in too deep to just say, this is my life now. Yeah. You're right. Like, you just got to take a step. A small one, but you can take a step. Just the one. 
You just need to one. You just, just need, need a baby step. You need to one. And also, uh, I didn't include this, but I should have. Uh, get a dog. Get a dog. Be- because, yes, they're or stressful. But it gives you something. Yeah, or just get an animal in gen- general. Because there are aspects of having a pet that are stressful. But they that stress is not your stress. It's your, mm-hmm. like, or it's not you dealing with your life it's you stressing for something else and putting something else above yourself and that feels good well you know that do you remember what would have been your junior year my senior year when my parents let me bring my 98 pound childhood dog back yeah. with me boone big yeah, ass boone, boone yeah mm-hmm. and it was for the same reason like i was dealing with a lot and i was so stressed and i really didn't want to go back and my parents were like take boone with you you yeah. don't have many classes you're a second semester senior like Spend your days taking care of Boone. And honestly, like, I'd walk him around and frat parties would be like, bring your dog up here. <laughs> like, it was so much fun to have something yeah. else to walk and wake up and worry about. And I would take mm-hmm. him to the dog park every day. So, yeah, dogs, any animal, man. Any animal. All right. Are we ready for yours? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. It says, title oh, is family stress. You don't have to this letter is not me. only to pass me, but current me. Dear me, let's be honest here. You've never been the best at handling stress. At the core, you're incredibly resourceful, independent, and you have the ability to handle things with a calm, cool head. You've even put it into practice when life demands it, calling the paramedics for Emily, making your Broadway debut, your current situation with corona and jobs. However, due to your anxiety, you struggle with day-to-day stressors and your ability to handle things that aren't in your control. Your therapist said it's because you're the kind of person who finds comfort in controlling every aspect of your life, and sometimes you don't do well when things vary from your idea of what it should be. She's right. It's an ever-evolving practice that you are improving on as you age, but here are some tips for you on how to handle stress. Now, everyone is different with different ways of handling stressors, so while this works for you, it might not work for everyone. Number one. Get off your goddamn phone. I don't know how many times you have to delete your Instagram for you to see that it's a huge stressor for you. Instagram, along with other social media platforms, Reddit, etc. You love Reddit. Can be overwhelming. Especially currently with the corona pandemic, it feels like you can't escape from it. Even every article from BuzzFeed is about it. Just turn off your phone. Completely off. Leave it in the other room. Give yourself a break from the world for a while. This is the first time in history where news is literally at our fingertips 24-7 with no break. While it's great to have all information, I personally don't think that's great for your brain that you can't escape it. So you need to force an escape into the situation. Whew. Yeah. Like, I just feel like you can't escape ever right now. No. The only way to do it is to completely, like, I had a realization the other day I deleted all, like, social media off my phone and all my streaming services because I was like you know what all I'm doing all day is watching Netflix and which is not bad but Dave and I watched at night so I have been reading a lot and all that but I I've been doing great about keeping my phone like turning my phone at least on silent in a different room or something yeah we talked about this when I was going through something with my family and I told you I was like listen if anybody needs me please can you can you take and handle it because I have to turn Mm -hmm. my phone off and I had my phone off for like I think it was like six hours and I just sat and I read and Michael and I watched something on Netflix and we talked and but it was so nice to not have to 
talk to anybody and even in a good way and a bad way too because yeah. sometimes even the the security of Instagram and its positivity is still stressful. It's stressful and you're seeing what everyone else is doing and it also is I don't like that I am available to people at all times and yeah. that people know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a healthy thing to have in any relationship really. Um and I think especially it's one of my biggest frustrations is there's no way to get off the phone currently right in corona so I've just started saying I don't want to talk anymore to like yeah. my mom <laughs> I said that talk. to her once I was like I don't want to talk on the phone anymore and she was like okay bye I know my sister and I got into a, a small fight which we like haven't like you know really made up for but like, I mean we're fine and uh she's like can we please FaceTime and I was like I don't want to I don't want to talk yeah. right now I'm so sorry I love you but I don't want to talk I can't like so that was the, the most I, sisterly comment ever. Like, we got in a fight. It hasn't really been fixed, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I feel that in my bones with two sisters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's turning your phone off completely. It seems so hard because the the world is right here right now instead of out mm-hmm. there. So yep. and I, I held up my phone for tea because you guys, you <laughs> for those scoring In case I home, didn't know what a phone was. <laughs> um, uh, but... It's so hard to turn off and to unplug and because you feel like you're now sensing a, a feeling of, of FOMO. Mm-hmm. Like I'm missing out on so much already in life. And- they're beautiful like family homes in Florida or California oh, we, or Arizona. Know, and I'm looking at my tiny this. apartment like, God oh, damn it. God damn it. I know. God damn it. <laughs> and I was thinking because, you know, by New York standards, our apartments aren't tiny. But no, we have beautiful by, apartments. But by life standards, and I was thinking about families who are quarantined right now that are outside of the city and just like mm-hmm. running around in their backyard doing activities and you know hanging out in their basements. And but we're in such a small, small space, and mm-hmm. I can maybe collectively take twenty steps in my apartment. Yeah, and that's I would it. say that's about similar, like 20 steps before I run into something. <laughs> yeah. So I do yoga between my table and my trash can. So you feel like being on your phone, it gets you outside when it really doesn't. It just kind of makes yeah. you feel like you're missing out on something always. Exactly. <laughs> Number two, work out. I know, baby T, you hate working out. How could someone every, how could someone, okay, it's even. How could someone even say they love it or that it helps with anxiety and stress? I don't know. But you join a gym at 28 you love. It makes you excited about going and surprise, it starts to help. A lot. Working out is like a little bit of Xanax without having to take any meds. Studies have shown it to be helpful and it really is. Yeah. Now I should say I have not been... My working out in quarantine has now evolved where in the mornings I wake up super early, usually, mm-hmm. and I take butters for a walk in Prospect Park before it's busy, okay. and I get my 10,000 steps in. It takes about like two, like an hour and a half, two hours. Then I come home and I do yoga and like, that's it. Like, yeah. that's where I'm at in my life. I am not hardcore working out, but I'm like, I need to still at least like get my steps in. <laughs> yeah. And as my, my lovely friend Elle Wood says, uh... <laughs> Endorphins, work, exercise gives you endorphins, gives you endorphins and endorphins, endorphins make, you make you happy. happy. And happy, happy people, people don't just kill their husbands. Kill their husbands. So, they just don't. Think, <laughs> they just don't. So I think that's true. I, uh, yeah. Honestly, I've never experienced runner's high or um, exercise mm-hmm. endorphins. I just hate it a lot. But I, 
I haven't either. I don't enjoy necessarily the action of working out. Like I don't get excited. I have to, yeah, I have to really drag my ass there. And I had a CrossFit coach once tell me, he's like, wow, you're like really incredibly fast at workouts because in CrossFit they're timed. Yeah. And I go, yeah, because I want to be done. Yeah, I want to be done. Yeah, I'm fast. This sucks. Yeah. Like that's, that's where I'm at. But it does help my anxiety. On days that I don't do it, I find myself more stressed and anxious. Yeah. Number three, be honest about what you need. If you need space or time to deal with something, speak up. You have always been an isolated person who recharges during her alone time. It's a necessity for you. You reach a point at 30 where you can openly say, you know what, I need to take an hour alone. You're not hurting anyone's feelings. You're asking for what you need. Put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Putting yourself first years. is... is difficult because you feel selfish but then you have Mm -hmm. to realize that putting yourself first will help you be better to other people yeah and honestly people don't care like if I back before this all went to shit uh when I would go away with friends it would I realize I have to say like I'm gonna go sit in my room and read for an hour you're not being shitty you're not being crappy you're not being a bad friend and none of my friends have been like what why do you not like me I'm just like I just need an hour I just need to be alone and no one cares that's really nice. I I don't think I've ever really had a situation. I also have never traveled with friends. So, mm-hmm. but like, I think mostly with family, I am like, okay, I need my alone time. Or like Michael, when we went to South Haven with my family last South or 4th of July, um, Michael was like, I'm going to go sit in the, in our apartment like that because we all had different houses. And he goes, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit in our house for a little bit and be alone. And I was like, but you're with my family. He's like, I need to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my like, God. Michael oh. and I are the same person. <laughs> I Dave and I have a code word in public that if I work in a conversation, it means I'm getting overwhelmed and I need an escape route. And That's he amazing. will implement it. He will take the bullet for me because I get too anxious, socially anxious to sometimes excuse myself. And he'll be like, you know what? I got to work in the morning. So yeah. we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. There's been we so many times go. where we go out with our friends who are all very extroverted and love mm-hmm. going out and having so much fun. And there's just been times where they, I've been like, I can't do this. Like, I'm so sorry. I love all of you. I cannot be here at this, this crowded yeah. bar with people I don't know smashed next to me. I'm not even enjoying this drink that cost me $25. Like <laughs> <That> $25 <laughs> gin and tonic. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Number four. Give up caffeine. You haven't really had caffeine in almost three years, beside the occasional Diet Coke or small coffee to beat jet lag on your international trips. You gave it up in previews of the DC run of Mean Girls because you found yourself immensely jittery. And honestly, it's game-changing. Now, you still drink decaf like you're dying of thirst, but still, caffeine makes everything worse for you. The last thing you need in your... The last thing you need in your life is an upper. Your anxiety takes care of being on edge for you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't ever need were, any uppers. I remember when you were doing your detox of caffeine and mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm having such bad headaches because you were essentially mm-hmm. going through withdrawal of mm-hmm. caffeine and your body yep. goes through withdrawal. And I, I remember waking up after not having coffee for like two days because I just didn't want to make it. And this was before mm-hmm. I was dating Michael and he made me coffee every morning. Um, and I was like, good God, I have such a bad headache and I'm in such a bad mood. And it's because yeah, caffeine withdrawals. Yeah, it is. And it, I did it mostly because I was like, I don't like that this makes me worse and yet I still do it. 
Right. But I, I mean, it's really sweet. Dave will still make a pot of decaf for me every morning and I finish a full pot of decaf and there is a trace amount of caffeine in decaf. Like I know right. everybody don't come at me. I'm aware, but you can claw decaf out of my cold dead hands. Like I'm not giving <laughs> up coffee. Um, but I, the last thing I will ever need in my life is any kind of upper. That's why I never like talking to friends who were like, oh yeah, if I were ever to you know, go wild and try a drug and be this. I was like, I don't need anything. I'm already scared of everything. I'm already on edge and anxious. Why so, would yeah. I need any sort of anything? Oh my gosh, you're you're very right. Because I feel the exact same way. It's like, I already feel like the world is closing in on me. Why would I yes. want to enhance that? <laughs> like somebody said to me once, and we can cut this out if this is inappropriate. Somebody was like, yeah, cocaine makes you feel like you could take on the world. And like, it's a real big upper. And I was like, why in my life? Why in my life would I ever need anything that makes me more high strung ever (laughs) never in a million years no oh my Mm -mm. god no don't do drugs kids don't do drugs don't don't do drugs (laughs) just don't don't do any drugs stupid we didn't do drugs and we're fine we're totally fine we're good people i think we turned out fine we're great people and we still have uh moments of like even in just my life in general i totally have like high thoughts of like existential moments you don't need you don't need that I don't need drugs to make me panic about my own existence I can do that alone (laughs) I can do that on my own I'm doing a damn good job of doing it on my own I'm doing it right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh number five yes number five get better about time management most of your stress comes from things feeling like they're sprung on you and you have so much to do and so little time to do it that's wrong If you manage to watch all of Gilmore Girls in two months, you have time to literally do anything you want. (laughs) This is something you currently struggle with. Start setting timers as to when you'll finish things by. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't have any excuse. I love Gilmore Girls. I'm just terrible about time management. I am too. And it's, but the thing is, is that I, I'm terrible about time management of things that matter. And then when things don't matter, I'm just like. I'm on it. Oh, I'm so good. I can do this. This is fine. I'm I'll do on it. it. This it's just like when we first started quarantine and they're like you can't go outside and literally I'm a per- I'm such a homebody and I was like mm-hmm. but I want to go outside and I've never yeah. been a person who's like wanted to actively go outside. <laughs> and it's like the second you tell me I can't do something, I want to yeah. do it and the second you tell me I have to do something, don't want to do it. Well, that's the thing. I was talking to my older sister, and I'm like, listen, I'm an introvert, and I'm a homebody, but I don't want the government to tell me I have to be an introvert and a homebody. I want to do it on my own. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't have gone anywhere in these 50 days anyways. Let's be real. It's just Let's when someone real. says you can't, that you're like, oh, man. Oh, man. I, yeah. Number six, learn to meditate. There are plenty of free apps, but the ability to master your breathing and calm down is invaluable. Or start a gratitude journal. Try to remind yourself of all the positive things in your life instead of just focusing on struggles in front of you. Yeah. I, when I first started this year, I started to do like a daily fucking hooray from my favorite murder. I was like, what was my fucking hooray today? And it just kind of like fell by the wayside because I felt like, especially as we like fell into this like Mm -hmm. quarantine and I was like, yeah, yeah, I got to, I get to spend more time with my dog. I get to play all the video games I want. I get to do this and this and this. But then my fucking hoorays like started to get so smaller and smaller and smaller. And then I was like, oh, it kind of is making me sad. Yeah. (laughs) Like the small, yeah, like small things I have to remember that make, they're positive, but they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So my fucking hoorays were turning into like chores. 
yeah. of like, trying to find right. something positive. Laundry. Fucking her. I have not done laundry in a long time. <laughs> um, what app do you use to meditate? Calm. I've seen uh, app or ads for that. Yeah. Headspace is okay. I prefer Calm. Headspace you pay for, right? They have like a free seven-day trial, so does Calm. And then you can see if you like it and go from there. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Number seven. Do the damn thing. Go straight through the struggle. Don't shy away from it or be afraid of it. Just go for it. That's the only way to get through it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just got to do it. Like, sometimes no matter what gotta, it is. Like, put your head down and fucking go for it. It's like that quote. It's like, if you find yourself going through hell, keep going. Yeah. Because you're like, just, sometimes you just got to suck it up. Man, be like, fuck, this is going to suck. And then you just do your thing. It's like my moguls. It's, you're <laughs> going to get through it. <laughs> you're going to laugh about it later. <laughs> what did you think moguls were again? Um, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Some sort of animal. Yeah. Some sort of animal. And you're you're like, I just, I think, I kept thinking this. Like I'm envisioning this. <laughs> this is why oh we need gosh. a Steven. <sighs> yeah. Can we get an intern? Okay. Yeah, right. Now, here are a few quarantine, bah. now, here are a few for quarantine, keeping you sane. I'll fry, fly through them quickly since everyone is sick of hearing about corona number one keep to a schedule wake up at the same time every day 8 30 not noon <laughs> i've been great at that i've woken up every single day by eight that's great i have not because my, well, my phone like does the vibrate thing mm-hmm. and i was like wake me up at the latest at 8 15 and it like but i've been getting up i mean we've been going about 10 30 i mean today i woke up at like 6 50 nice like okay it's nice Michael and I have been playing way too many video games, not together, separately. Um, and we go to bed at like midnight every night. Mm. And then he wakes up for work at like 7.45. And then I leisurely start to wake up around 8.30 and have my coffee and then sit in bed until like 10. See, that's fine. But at least it's not like waking up at noon. Yeah. Number two, keep the creative juices flowing. Write letters, do covers, record things for your friends' projects. Yeah, there's a, especially with this quarantine, being creative um, is there's, there's so many opportunities to be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are doing uh, new podcasts, new Mm -hmm. uh, things online. And though I hate it, TikToks, it makes people happy. So let them be happy. The comedian, I have to send it to you. And she starts to do a TikTok and it's that one where it's like I used to be so beautiful now look at me gah, gah, gah. and they change clothes mm-hmm. so she doesn't she's like gah, gah, gah. and then she goes what the fuck am I doing I'm 28 fucking years old are you fucking kidding me and just like <laughs> picks it up and turns it off and that's how I feel when I see anyone my age on TikTok I'm like the fuck are you doing you're like 29 what are you this doing is, this is for Jen you had an aim you're Z not supposed people. to be on this you, you had, had a buddy aim, away message aim, if you had an away, a buddy away message, if you talk to smarter child, you're not supposed to have a TikTok. It's not for you. So it's stop it. you. And you're not at the age where it's cute, like Dame Judy Dench getting put on it. That's cute. It's just sad when you're on it. Get See, off TikTok. It's, you know, when I, I was thinking about this on a walk the other day of like, you know how when it's really cute that when people of the older generation, like of mm-hmm. the older, not boomers, but like older, yes. um, are like putting themselves on the internet and like mm-hmm. being really funny. But when we get older, it's not going to be funny because everybody once, everybody once did this thing when they were kids. Right. So it's like, not like they 
like I survived hope. the Great Depression or survived right. whatever, and then are now you know doing these silly things. It's that like we all grew up on this feeling right. that we need to be validated by people on the internet. So it's just not going to be funny anymore when old people do no. funny shit. Unless we all get old and no longer give a shit and have no filter, which is my plan. If I am ever <laughs> fortunate enough to have grandkids, I'm going to be the fucking best. But I will be the grandma that will. Have you seen the one where the grandma just says, the F, drops the F-bomb all the time? And she's like driving in the car with her daughter and her granddaughter. No. I'm going to send it to you. And she's literally like, what the fuck are we doing here? And the mom's like, mom, can you please stop? And she's like, don't fucking tell me how to fucking talk. I'm like, that's me. That would be um, me. There's a... The video, I don't know if I send it to you, of this, like, grandma playing Animal Crossing. And he's like, mm-hmm. Grandma, what are you doing? She goes, I'm she's playing like, Animal Crossing on the Crossing. Switch. And he, she's, she's like, like I, fuck, I got fuck. it. The fish. Fuck. It got fuck. away. I'm like, That's, I love that. Oh. I love that. Oh, fucking oh, miss the God. fish. I'm like, yeah, fair, Grandma. That's oh. how I feel. It's so funny. Oh, oh my gosh. It's hysterical. <laughs> Number three keep off your phone as much as possible as I literally sit here with a phone in front of my face reading this <laughs> yeah. that one it's just we're all good yeah we have to do it for this yeah number four no drinking before 7 p.m. it got really bad like two weeks ago at like 4 30 I cracked open a beer and was like what am I doing that's quarantine what? baby that's quarantine baby <laughs> and I, so now my rule is like unless it's Saturday or Sunday no drinks. And I literally will look at the clock and be like, 6.50? Fuck it, close enough. Like, just, but maybe not at like 4.30. Yeah, probably not. Probably we, not. Probably not a good path to go down. We ran out of beer, and so we were out of beer for like a week. And then Michael went to the grocery store and bought some. And I like popped the IPA. That's quarantine, baby. That's quarantine, baby. Oh, gosh. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> Number five. You could skip this one because we already talked about it. No, it's fine. I'll say it because right. this is, but uh, we, we'll just uh, continue. So number five, work out at least twice a day, yoga, and an, is it H-I-T-T? Is it yeah, hit? Yeah, a hit. A hit workout? Which what is H-I-T-T? Um, uh, high intensity interval training. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, but honestly, I haven't been doing that. So. <laughs> honestly, it's okay. Yeah. That's quarantine, baby. That's quarantine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I came up with that. That's quarantine, baby. Quarantine, baby. We'll put the the cartoon in the the Instagram. Yes, and we'll, it's we'll so tag good. the proper artist. It's so good. That's quarantine, baby. Number six. <sighs> Try and get outside once a day, if only to walk butters or to sit on your roof. Yep. Number seven. Take solo time away from Dave, or you two will snipe at each other. Just, it's we've been good, but like. The last maybe week, it's been like little snipes back and forth. Like he said a joke yesterday when we were watching the uh, Blue Angels. Mm-hmm. And he was like, USA. You, and I was like, no, don't. We're not going to cheer. And then he did it again. And I was like, you're just going to tell the same joke and hope I laugh this time. And he was like, OK. Like I was being such a bitch all of a sudden. I was like, oh, you're just going to say the same joke I didn't laugh at five minutes ago. And he was like, wow, OK. <laughs> so I was like, I think maybe I'm going to go upstairs for a bit or a walk. Yeah, it's so funny because, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit upstairs. I'll sit upstairs for a couple hours, come down. I'm like, oh, I feel so great. But then when the second Michael's like, okay, I need to, like, be in the room for a while, I'm like, I'm like, what? Wait. What? Wait, what? What? Why? I want to be with you. I want to snuggle. I want to do this. Yep. But, like, he's so good about, like, letting me be me. And then I'm so terrible about letting him be him. 
<laughs> at least you're trying i'm trying i i'm self-aware but that's the other thing people don't realize like yeah we have biggish apartments but it's not like we're in a house where he can be in the backyard or in the garage or in the basement and i could be in the living room or the bedroom i'm like we have our office, our back room, and our bedroom. And our bedroom, mm-hmm. nothing happens in there but sleep and sex because otherwise uh, I will never sleep. I have terrible sleep hygiene. So I have, like, no TV. I have nothing. And I don't go up and read up there. It's literally, like, sleep and sex. That's what a therapist told me. Because uh, I couldn't – I had terrible insomnia. Yeah. Uh, and so my only options are a living room and this back room. So I hang out in the living room all day and Dave hangs out in the back room all day. Yeah. And then for me, it's bedroom, living room, roof. Mm-hmm. And so I, Michael, thank God, and I don't have insomnia. I think I just, I can sleep pretty well. It takes a second, but I can sleep. Um, But we have the TV in the bedroom, but I Mm. made the terrible decision to put the switch in the bedroom. So (laughs) I have just, I had just been sitting in bed all day, just playing Animal Crossing. And so I had to move it back out into the living room. So at least I'd have to take a couple steps to get to the switch and then, or at least, you know what? get it from the dock and then bring it back into my bed you know what i'm gonna say about that though huh it's quarantine, quarantine baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how i'm gonna say everything for the next four months it's quarantine baby that's quarantine baby i'm gonna honestly i'm gonna say it even when we're not in quarantine anymore we're yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna do something dumb and i'm gonna say that's quarantine baby baby <laughs> honestly stress is a part of life it's really not worth letting it control as many of your emotions as it does. Try in times of high stress to remind yourself that everything in life, truly everything, is temporary. Take comfort in that whatever your focus take comfort in that whatever you're facing will pass. But before it does pass, try and take care of your heart and your mind. You are capable of handling anything life throws at you. You've got this. Love me. You got this, girl. You got this, girl. We're going to be got fine. It. We're going to be okay. Everybody deals with stressful situations. Maybe they don't deal with it as terribly as I do, but they <laughs> or they me. deal with it. Um, what is one thing, if you could just mm-hmm. change your habit right now and you just are we're the best at it, what would you do? Time management. Like, I wish, I wish I could just be like, I need to get done these five things this week, and I'm going to sit down and get it done on Monday because I have time not be like I got time it's gonna be fine I got got so much time I got so much time yeah what about you um cleaning Mm. my cleaning habits my time would be sometimes in the time that it could take me to clean is the time that I sit on the couch and stress about cleaning (laughs) you're like wow this room's really a mess yep uh-huh or I think like oh I can't go out and see friends pa- like pre or post quarantine I can't go out or do things or do this certain project that I wanted because my house is a mess and I just won't do it I just won't do that's it that's fair so cleaning is a big one for me as everybody on this podcast knows I'm a pack rat <laughs> but again yin and yang because I'm a minimalist I don't know shit though we're yin and yang that are shades two of shades of blue <laughs> Great. We don't Seriously. we don't need the, the the beautiful logo that Julie made us. We'll just make a terrible like just like pick. navy blue and like baby blue and a yin and a yang and then the holes will be pictures of our faces. Yep. And then it'll but we because we're not graphic artists and can't make it ourselves, we'll get stock photos and it'll have the watermark Absolutely. on it. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yep. It'll, or I'll just draw it. I'm such a good artist. I'm so, so good. So no one ever. I'm so good. I'm, I'm so I'm good. I'm so good at art. But you did a Bob Ross painting thing with Dave last night. I did. And actually, like, don't get me wrong. It's still, it, it's it's terrible. But f- I think I was expecting it to be much worse. It, those are so fun. Which one was yours? The right or the left? Uh, the one that everyone voted was terrible. Because Dave's like, <laughs> we should have people vote. I go, yours is better. And he's like, no, no, no. I think yours is better. I go, I'm telling you right now, yours is better. So we put up a blind vote on yeah. my Instagram he beat me by about 700 votes. <laughs> so everyone confirmed blindly that I am a terrible artist. Terrible artist. Terrible artist. I love it's those okay. Bob Ross things because he's so calm. Mm-hmm. And that is totally an anti-stress thing for Except us. he moves so fast. I kept having to pause, pause it and like, rewind it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Michael I got and I have easels and stuff up in the closet up there to like. I got the idea from you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd mentioned it to Dave and he like had bought everything at Michael's online and like surprised me and we FaceTimed two of our friends and did it. It was very sweet. It's really cute. I think once it gets like uh, a little bit nicer out, I kind of want to do it on the roof and like because we have the projector now yeah. on the roof and so we can project on that side and then um, do it outside with like a glass of wine. Oh. Absolutely. Yes. That sounds amazing. When this passes, I'm going to come over and we're going to do that. Oh, that would be so fun because we, we wanted to have people over to do it, but our apartment, like, the size is so small. But the roof mm-hmm. is easy for people to navigate and move around and sit on the ground. Sure. And, like, if you get paint everywhere, it doesn't matter because we've washed it off. And yeah. so that'll be really fun. We'll do that. Good. That sounds really good. Okay. If you have right. a letter you would like to write for a future mini episode, please email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. And please make sure to go rate, review, subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts because that's how we get noticed and how we get fun things. You guys have been great about that. We read all of them and we love them. Yeah, and I, um, I would, I would love to know. Like, I know that people aren't going to actively tell me, but I would love to know how people find out about our podcast. Whether yeah. that's like word of mouth from a friend. I know, like a lot of my friends listen to it, so I, I understand because they're trying to uh, make me happy by uh, supporting my art, but. Uh, I want to know, like, how these kids that are emailing us these beautifully Mm -hmm. written letters to themselves, um, how they found it. How they found it. Probably because you're cool and you're you're a Broadway star. You're cool too. You're a Disney princess. We're both equally cool. Okay. Okay. Fine. I can. I'll say that we we we're both equally cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I just have one last thing to say before we go. What's that? It's quarantine, baby. Baby. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you, just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you have. Instagram at Dear Me, Love Me Podcast, Twitter at DMLM Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook too. Thanks for listening. Love us. <laughs>